0: Welcome back, Marcy. <laughs> hey, DJ. <laughs> it's DJ Steven <laughs> and Jeff and Marcy here. It's the Rats and Zats of 1995.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the say of that. <laughs> no. Keep, keep going.
2: Hi, y'all. This is Katie, and I'm a big ass runner from Austin, Texas. Welcome to the Big Ass Runner Podcast, where we entertain and encourage trail runners from all over the world. Now, here's your host Jeff Carroll and Stephen Pritt.
1: Well, thank you, Katie. Katie is living in Austin, but Stephen, did you know she is actually from where we love to do the Chapa's aid station, Bandera? Yes. You know, we we found that
0: out, and Katie was so helpful for us. Last time we went down to Bandera, that's her hometown, as you'd mentioned, she actually helped us find some great restaurants. She was awesome. And give us some directions on where to eat and that kind of stuff. So, Katie, thank you so much. And she's out there. Running 5Ks and getting it done out there in Austin, battling the heat. Yeah, so thanks for listening, Katie. We're so glad that you're a part of the Big Ass Running Herd. And thank you for your recommendations on great
1: places to eat in the lovely city of Bandera, Texas. And you can follow Katie on Instagram at your.averagekatie. Well, Stephen, believe it or not, this is episode number 37.
0: Yes, we made it to 37, and we hope that it's better than number 36 and that you guys are enjoying it. So whether you're out there running on a trail or in your car or maybe heading back to work, uh, we're so glad that you're taking
1: us along. Well, welcome to The Big S Runner. My name is Jeff Harrell. And I'm Stephen Print. Stephen, I'm very excited about this episode. We have a very special guest, and with that guest, a very exciting big announcement. We do. It's a big-ass
0: announcement, Jeff. It's just not a big announcement, and we're really excited about that. We've got a really good guest, as you said, and just a lot of neat things. So we just want to say, I don't know what we want to happy say. Happy birthday. We want to say happy birthday. If it's your birthday today, we just want to say happy birthday. Happy birthday,
1: everybody out yes, there. So congratulations. We hope that's that's the best birthday you've ever had. And we actually have two special guests. In the second segment, we have what some people consider everybody's favorite. Uh, Yes, that is the case. And we have a big update with her as well, too. We do. But before we get to that, Stephen, there was a lot of activity this week on social media because we were in the final stages of our very controversial arch madness bracket. Again, we were looking at pitting the top eight trail running shoe brands together. The big ass runner herd voted. We went down from eight to four to our final two, which as expected, kind of like in the NCAA tournament, everyone thought it was going to be Gonzaga versus Baylor. Well, this was ultra versus Hoka. And do we have any sort of final results we want to share?
0: yeah so Jeff as you mentioned we've been over the last two weeks kind of doing this bracket calling Arch Madness this was completely validated by the data scientist, and all the big ass running herd was voting we kind of narrowed this down over the last couple weeks and as it kind of expected we didn't plan it this way it came down to Hoka and Ultra now surprisingly there were some challenges out there so Brooks running which is kind of newer to trail running they came on very strong they almost overthrew through one of the challengers there, which I believe I it was Ultra, was Ultra, they right? They almost beat Ultra? They almost beat Ultra. It was literally down to a couple of votes. But the big behemoth title matchup of the two Titans, Ultra versus Hoka came down, and this was really, really close. So Jeff, every once in a while, I'll try to hop on and monitor what's going on with social media. And at one point in time, it was 49, 50, 51, 49. Um, I think
1: the data scientists would tell you that 49, 50, is not a probability that actually. I, I think it had to be forty nine fifty one, maybe.
0: Yes, that would be it. It was twenty five thirty eight. It was <laughs> it was getting
1: intense. There's a
0: reason we don't do this math. This, that's exactly right. So anyway, regards. It was going down really close. I did check, and and it was right around forty nine fifty one, and and Hoka was winning. So the two title matches were were going on. It was, I don't know if you guys know, but on Instagram, the polls and stuff only last 24 hours. So I checked, and it was literally 50-50. I took a screenshot of it, 50-50. I put a post out there saying, we only had about another hour left. And guess what happened, Jeff?
1: I think what happened is some fans of Ultra got super motivated to start to promote within their particular centers of influence to maybe try to get more votes for Ultra, I think that's exactly
0: what happened. <laughs> so I don't know if, if you guys that voted out there. I think I know who some of you guys are. But if your day job does not work out or that you want to be a lobbyist, I would say you would have an amazing career out on Capitol Hill because there was some hard lobbying going down for Ultra. And sure enough, it went from 50-50, literally the screenshot, and with literally hours left, um, Ultra pulled ahead. Wow. And guess what, Jeff? It ended up being 60-40. Oh my goodness. So not only did they pull ahead, but this is not even just a tiny sample size, Jeff. This was like 240 people who actually <laughs> voted on this. And, you know, we know that trail runners are very opinionated. They they rightfully so. They put in the miles of hard work, but 240 people voted and this thing went crazy. Really good job. Congratulations to to ultra you guys pulled it out at the end we had over I don't know, several thousand people vote on this over the last couple of weeks. So thanks guys for jumping in. Ultra, congratulations. You did it. You have the best super fans. You have the deepest po- I mean you know, you have the um <laughs> you have the great lobbyist and congratulations. The big ass runner her, Jeff, has spoken. They have voted, they have put their money where their mouth is, their hoofs, whatever it is. Ultra has been declared the two thousand twenty-one. Arch Madness winner, congratulations! Ultra.
1: Champions. Well, you know one thing I do love, Stephen, is how passionate people are about their gear. You got to appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm. I was there. I was voting multiple. I mean, no, I was voting. <laughs> um, yeah, I could only vote once. <laughs> yeah, I could only vote once. I wasn't influencing it that way. I mean, that's the that's the cool thing about this. You're right, Jeff. Is people are passionate about their gear. And I love
1: buying it. And so, yeah, it all works out. It's a win win for everybody. It's a win
0: win. So, congratulations, Ultra.
1: Way to go. Well, with that, let's get going on episode number 37 of The Big Ass Runner. We are the champions, my friend. And we. Well, Steven, on this first segment, we're really excited because we do have a special guest. Now, you and I both love gear. Yes. And we had heard about this brand called Path Projects because one of our fellow runners, Richard, was really excited about, had some of their shorts, said they were the greatest shorts ever. And so I think you ordered some, I ordered some, I ordered one of their hats. We really liked the product and really got the fortunate opportunity to connect with the founder of the company
0: yeah and rarely do you are you able to, to connect with somebody from the company but a lot of times you see different product people have a business idea Scott the guy we're going to be talking to he actually is a trail nerd he, he used to be got into running on a dare then kind of converted over from a lot of people that I hear recently uh, from road running over to trail running and just to kind of hear how he started this and and like you said Jeff the, the gear is really good I don't know I'm fairly picky about my gear you, you are picky which is good no, yeah. you're,
1: you have refined taste
0: I have refined taste and, and I I also would say I don't necessarily have to buy everything that's expensive, but I don't mind paying a little bit more for, for, quality, for quality if it really matters. And this kind of checked all of those boxes. So we were really honored and excited to have uh, time with, with Scott hear a little bit more about the company that he runs and and the gear that he actually has for the Everyday trail Runner.
1: Well, Stephen, on the Big Ass Runner hotline, we have the founder of Path Projects, Scott Bailey. Scott, welcome to the show.
3: Hi, Jeff. Hi, Steve thanks for having
1: me on. Yeah, well, thanks for being here,
0: Scott. We are so honored and excited to have you on the show today.
1: Yeah, I think one of the reasons we're all giddy is we we love (laughs) your products. We've been wearing, especially the shorts and the liners for for quite a while. I'm actually wearing my uh, Path Projects hat on backwards right now as we're speaking to you. And I think we'd like to start maybe at the beginning, if you would, just tell us a little bit about our big ass runner herd is everyday trail runners are out there every day getting their trail runs and is working hard to maybe hit some goals. So we'd love to hear a little bit about your story and your, your background in running.
3: I, I'm not your stereotypical been running all my life. That guy, I um, I basically got into running about 15 years ago as kind of a dare on doing a half marathon with a friend. And after a couple of mimosas and brunch, I said I would do it. And uh, <laughs> you know, I think like most people get into things. And I ran like been a guy who ran like three or four miles. I ran in high school cutting weight for wrestling. But when uh, the idea of running a half marathon, I thought, oh, that's not going to be a big deal. But realistically, I found out about shin splints and other things when you start running more and more miles. So it took me almost a year to get up to run that first half marathon. But once I did it, I was really hooked. Like a lot of people that have jobs, that require a lot of hours. I was CEO for a apparel company in the streetwear and skateboard industry, a company I co-founded. I started run commuting and running on the weekends and more mileage in different races, more mileage, easier on my body, and, and just kind of fell in love with the whole trail running side. I, I'm kind of a gearhead and I found great shoes and great packs and great accessories, but I just hated my trail running shorts. I just felt like the materials weren't good. Pockets were in the wrong places. If there was a pocket, I got chafing from the built-in liner And I just, I knew materials from being in apparel and footwear for a lot of years. And I just thought it could be done better. And I, I just set off to kind of, find the perfect running shorts. I couldn't find them. And that was kind of how the idea started in my head. And being an entrepreneur and starting a number of companies, I just kind of started running and thinking the business plan in my head and how I would do it and the problem. And uh, about six years ago, the company that I had co-founded that I had had for 13 years it sold. I found myself, what am I going to do next? And this running short company was something that I just didn't let go of. So it was um, really founded by a need that I couldn't find what I wanted, by the idea that I knew I could do it. And then I had other friends telling me that they hated their running apparel and they looked silly in it and they didn't like it. And And that's where it all started. We launched about three years and a couple months ago. So at the, at the very beginning of 2018,
0: what was it about the, the trail or the outdoors Scott that really drew you to it? I mean, obviously you had a, um, a sports background and did your first road race, but was there anything that in the trail part of it that kind of fed that addiction or that increased desire to want to run?
3: Oh, yeah. I I think back to this run I did, it was probably about eight or nine years ago and I was up in Seattle working and I was with a friend and and I kind of had the day and I just found this trail and it was like raining and muddy and there were streams and I was just running through this single track of like, you know, it's kind of like where there's all these obstacles and you're just almost in the matrix where you're just everything you're not thinking about anything and stepping anywhere and you're just running for flowers and you come back and you're just filthy and dirty and exhausted and sweating and and, I, and I, it's just like that runner's high. I think is really amplified when you're out in nature, whether it's morning run and the sun's coming up and there's birds and animals, or whether you're a dream. But to me, that just um, it just amplifies the runner's high from being in the street to being out in nature.
1: And kind of a related question, Scott. One of the most popular segments that we do. We have some of our everyday runner listeners tell us you know, why they run. And sometimes it's, it is about getting in shape. But a lot of times, like for me, for instance, I'm, I'm starting to get to the age where grandkids aren't that far away. And I want to be that grandparent that can play with their kids and with their grandkids and run with them and be active. And, and I think, you know, too, when you think about getting older and and entering those retirement years, you want to go do all those things you didn't have time to do while you're working and, you know, running those races or climbing those mountains. And for me, that's what drives me to get up every day and get out and be active and hit the trails. I'm just curious for you, is there a why? You know, why you run and why you get out there and hit those trails all the time?
3: For me, it's part of what you said for sure. And part of it is the exhilaration I just get from being out in nature and being out by myself, being able to, it's a little bit like my meditation in the morning. I, I usually run, it, run up every morning. I run in the wetlands area where there's birds and and when I run that morning run, it just starts my day off. Like when I have a good run in the morning, I don't know. It's just all the endorphins and everything light up that my day is going to be a good day. Like I just, my day starts out perfect. And the other thing I think is like you, for me, it's a fitness thing and that I work 30 plus years with my own companies as an entrepreneur, long hours, long days, long. It paid off in, a, in an idea right now where I'm 57 and I'm, extremely healthy. And I always say it's like a ROI. If you work that many years and kill yourself, you really want to have as many years to enjoy it as possible. <laughs> For so sure. If, 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 if I let myself go and I live to be 60 because I just let myself go, that's not a really good return on my investment. But if I can live to be 90 and snowboard and run and be healthy and at 90 and Live as long as I can, then that's a better return on my investment. So I, I look at it two ways.
0: A lot of times, you you think about different <laughs> areas to get into in terms of businesses and entrepreneurship. And the athletic apparel industry is, you know, not competitive at all. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's definitely a, <laughs> one that's pretty competitive. And in your desire to find something that would work for for runners, and especially out there running in trails, besides the things it's got, like the the pockets and all those features that path has was there a, a desire just to to get it right for
3: trail runners i had been 25 years already in the industry and competing against in but where we competed against nike and adidas and all big companies and um in apparel we competed against a, lar- a lot of large companies and i think that large companies have their benefits but but i know how they run the guy who making running shorts, may have done basketball shoes six months ago. He's not a runner. And the person doing snowboard outerwear, you know, at a big athletic company, might have been doing volleyball nine months before that. And when I felt like I was wearing running shorts, I knew that no one running was actually designing them. Because I, I just said, you wouldn't have used your material like this. You wouldn't have put a seam here. You wouldn't have put the pocket somewhere where it was, was going to pop open or not have a zipper on it. And when you hear multiple people say that, they really would like to have something better. If you can put the business plan together and come up with that thing of how you're going to sell it and how the pricing is going to work and why it's going to be different and the size of the market, then it gets really exciting for me as an entrepreneur. It's like when all the pieces start falling together and you can see how it's going to work. Then it just comes down to you executing it. I really had to do it. I, it was just like a calling. Like my my wife had told me, like you're going to do another company. Why? I I, I have to do it you know (laughs) what
1: yeah Yeah, one thing that we've learned in in doing this podcast now for six seven months is that uh, trail runners have big opinions (laughs) and and they also can sniff out uh, things that are fake, and I think that's what we loved about your products is you could tell that they were designed by trail runners because of what you just said—the the, the features, the materials. Even I thought it was genius just separating the shorts from the liner, things like that. So I think for us, that's what we really like about Path is it—it it seems like you guys really have your end user, in this case, the trail runner in mind. You're not just trying to make apparel to sell it; you're really trying to create something special for a trail runner. And I wanted to ask you about that consumer direct, because I think there's lots of benefits in the materials and the products that you make, but there's a lot of benefits too in this direct-to-consumer model that you guys have as well.
3: You know, when I was working on the plan in my head and working through everything, you know, when I talked about the fabrics I wanted to use, I mean, our fabrics are, they come from Japan. It's called mechanical stretch. So it has no Lycra or um, stretch material in it. It's basically they spin the yarn in a spiral, and it stretches because it's spiral. And why that's important is because lycra and spandex absorb water. They break down, they hold water, and they're heavy. So if you're making a very technical short, and you don't want it to absorb water, and you want it to have a soft hand, there's only really two mills in the world that make it, and one's in Switzerland and one's in Japan. And I, I was just like, if you're going to make the ultimate short, it has to be mechanical stretch. So you're spending twice as much for the fabric. And when you put pockets and you want them in the right places, every zipper, every pocket has a cost to it. When you build a short and it's got the right elastic that is, um, does, is quick dry and doesn't absorb water or materials and you're putting the pocket and you're having to at a really high quality factory, you're suddenly coming out with a short that costs twice as much to make as an average athletic short. And if you put that short in a regular store, then we sell it at a price and the store doubles the price. So the short doubles. And to me, making like a eighty five dollar running short <laughs> isn't something that most people want to pay for. So I, I felt like that cost would be it would be great to make. Like I think some people would pay it and they would love it. But I thought doing consumer direct, it makes it a $47 short instead of a $90 short or a $100 short, which makes it a lot better. And for me, it's kind of like flying first class on a coach ticket. For me, you get a direct customer. We listen to their feedback. We hear the customer service. Sometimes we get great ideas from our customers and we want it to be feedback, what's working, what's not. A lot of the innovation in our product came from our customers. You know, we came out with one fit, which we call our classic fit. And then we had a lot of runners that are like, hey, I got bigger legs. I do fit. I do other things. I need a, a wider short. So we came out with a second fit that all our shorts are in now. So every short comes in a classic fit or a relaxed fit for a different body type. So for me, the consumer direct model is the model of the future. And I think that it just cuts off the middle person in the equation.
0: I know a little bit of our origin story. When we first heard about you, was we have a friend that we ran with, and he, he was like, "Hey, you got to try these shorts. They're just they're just for trail runners." And and he's like, "They're so comfortable." He'd come and he'd have one of your long sleeve shirts with the hood on. He's like, "Look, it has a spot for your garment. And I was like, "I was like, oh that that is cool." And he's like, "No, you got to feel it. These are, I mean, literally made just for trail runners." And it's really cool to see the like. We said before the detail, the thought into it, the craftsmanship beyond it, like looking good and stuff like it. It's one thing for something to look good, but it's another thing to for it to actually work in like you're saying specifically for the customer to the customer, but for specifically for trail running.
3: Our motto and what we do is like, we're not putting out a product unless we think we can improve on what's out there. So for us, we're going to make a t-shirt. It's got to be better shirt running shirt than what's out there. In some ways, and some reasons, if we're going to make a hooded shirt that you run in, one of the things is like we want it to cover your hands when you pull it out, but we don't want you to have to pull back to look at your garment or your watch. you got to have that slot where it's always there. got to have a hood that when you turn your head, the hood moves with your head. It's not blocking your vision. And, and I think when, you know, for us, again, it's the craft and it's the attention to every little detail of like why it's better. So don't do a ton of different products. But what we do, we did them because we thought we could improve on what was out there.
0: Not to talk about other, but like dry fit just seems so heavy. And I just, I don't like it. I feel like I'm wearing plastic.
3: Yeah, the the blend of our shirt, what it is, it's got 19% tinsel in it, which tinsel comes from eucalyptus trees. So it's a pulp that they spin into a yarn and they knit with the synthetic material. So it gives you like a natural hand, almost like a super soft cotton. But what it does is it's got the eucalyptus pulp, so it's natural um, wicking. It's antimicrobial, so you'll notice you can wear your shirt for days, and it it so in the corner and it won't smell and that doesn't wear out. It's not a coating and it's really strong and the tinsel is a really strong material so your shirt doesn't get pilly or anything like that. It's this really nice material and it's really expensive, probably two to three times what a normal synthetic shirt costs, but in our consumer direct model, it's still know, under a $40 shirt. It's shirts that we make out of a tinsel. But if you were going to buy that shirt in a store, it'd be $90 or $100 or, or more in our fitted version. But so again, so it's material that's used by a lot of really specialty high-end athletic companies that are making multi-hundred-dollar garments But we're able to use it, so I live in the material. Like I think it's the best shirt material that's ever been made.
0: I may or may not have been a good test when you said about wearing it multiple times and then throwing it in a corner yeah. and not smelling it. I'm not. I'm not going to confess to that, but I may have uh, incidentally tested that for you guys. Yeah, I was
1: going to say I think my wife is going to make me buy all Path Project shirts going <laughs> forward because of the smell factor.
3: Yeah, uh, Billy Yang, who's like a. a Legendary ultra runner. he he told us he was crewing at Badwater and he wore it for multiple days in like hundred plus weather, the same shirt. And after he was done, he like threw it in the corner and then afterwards he took it and smelled it he, he it's it. like, <laughs> a oh, true so test right there like, so that was the true test
0: you guys made an interesting decision which it seems a, a little bit contrary to, to what other uh, companies are doing with their shorts I noticed this the first time I was on your website but you actually sell your liner separate than the shorts what was the decision behind that
3: well it, it was interesting because originally my thought was I was testing a bunch of shorts that were out the market and i would find a short that i loved the shell like an arterics used a great material but their their liner was terrible so i was cutting the liner out and then i was trying different materials to wear underneath and then we started working with factories and trying different materials with different shorts prototyping and what i found is like the short and the, the liner material i loved in summer when it was super hot and humid wasn't the same material I liked when it was cold out. So, what I was doing was instead of having the factory sew in a liner every time, I was like, why don't you make the liner separate so I can try the liners on their own and I'll just try it on the shell. And then what I found was that the whole short worked better when they were separate because your short moves when you run. And if your liner's sewn in, it's pulling your liner. So, it gives you the possibility of chafing a lot easier. So if your liner is separate and then you're wearing it almost like a, a second skin and our liners aren't tight, they're not compression. They're made to be like comfortable, portive, but not like there's no compression. But your short rides on top and your short can move and bounce. But it's it's running. We use a little bit big, um, larger elastic on our waistband so that the short just kind of moves on that, but it's never touching your skin. And the whole idea is that if you're running in really hot weather and you want to wear a really thin, breathable baseliner, you can wear that. If you're running in like really cold temperatures and you want to wear a long baseline, you can wear that. But so The whole idea is that it's, it's kind of like you can mix and match to the conditions you're running. Some people could wear the same short all the time, and some of our customers have four different shorts and three different liners, and they mix and match to what the conditions are makes so much sense. I don't have to wash my shorts after every run. I can just wash my baseliner. Like shorts you can wash every 10 runs or whatever you want. But the liners you can throw in the wash or throw in the sink and they'll be dry the next day. So there's this whole factor of like convenience. Made more sense. And I was talking to a friend of mine who was at REI for years and then had been in charge a product and he was one of the top people at REI and he was an ultra runner is an ultra runner and i told him i go i just don't think we should make a short with a liner in it like it doesn't make sense these are all the reasons why it's like you wouldn't wear a jacket to go skiing and that had built-in t-shirt in it. right you know? like you would want to <laughs> have Built in turtleneck that you could layer yeah like based on what the weather is and your shell is your shell and, and he's like oh my god it makes so much sense i go i feel like we should just do all of them this way but i feel like it's scary bet and he goes no it makes sense just do it all this way so he was kind of the guy that pushed me over the top when we were when i was working on this to just say like go totally different but it's a big education you know we have a lot of customers that tell us you know what i want a two-in-one short and i'm like well, you probably haven't written in it you haven't um, rant in a short that has a separate baseline <laughs> you're kind of thinking about. I don't want power steering in my car. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's one of those things. I I, just, I don't know. I thought it was an innovation that made sense, and
0: we just went for it. No, it's funny. Um, there, I don't know if you know, there was an old TV show, not old, a couple of years ago, called Boundless, and it was these two guys that were doing all these adventure races, and they were doing ones in, in Antarctica and Malaysia and just all these kind of things. And these two two guys. And when I first started watching it, I would always see these guys, and the first thing they would do. At every aid station, is they would, you know, these aid stations were like 20 miles apart or something like that, Scott. And the first thing they would do is they'd run to these aid stations and say, Hey, do you have scissors? Do you have scissors? And, and they're like, we're, We got food and coke. Like, why do you want scissors? and then they would just grab scissors and cut out the liners of their shorts because they were so much because of the humidity or the chafing or just rubbing the wrong way or whatever and i found that very interesting but after wearing y'alls and i, I wear them running and i use a different one when i go to orange theory and workout, it really it really makes sense
1: Well, Scott, we want to shift gears a little bit and get to know you. If you don't mind, will maybe ask you some unconventional questions, some maybe likes and dislikes. Sure. My first question is around the running quirk that you have. For example, Stephen over here will run nine miles and won't take any water with him because of his cross-country background. What's your biggest running quirk?
3: Probably that idea if I don't get out first thing in the morning when I wake up, I can talk myself out of going on a run and get (laughs) preoccupied. So for me, it's just that thing of like, I got to get up, do my stretch and be gone. The the more time I put S (laughs) S not doing it, the more I find other things I have to do and talk myself out of it. So I, I think that's, my big thing is morning. I know a lot of people are night runners and different times, but for me, it's just, I got to be up early and the earlier I get out, the better run I have.
1: Awesome. What about favorite aid station food?
3: Quesadillas. Like for some reason, he's got like these, yeah, I, I, I think I did the trail fest, that three day run. And, um, and when I got to the Grand Canyon and got to the things for some reason they had cold quesadillas and it was like and maybe it's after three days of running but it <laughs> was the best thing i ever had
0: <laughs> we we might so have served good. some some cold quesadillas at a few days yeah, we've done, yeah. That, we've
1: done that before guilty <laughs> right it, it is amazing how good food tastes when you're you've been running for quite a while that's for sure well we had a post last week that we posted about and we actually talked about it on our last episode and that is goo we have a very strong opinion about goo do you have a strong opinion about gels in general
3: I don't like them like i like real food yeah so that's, our, that's our take too. I'm, I, I'm a lot better carrying some almonds having something i don't know real food just does way better in my stomach than anything process
0: do you listen to music when you run or are you just no music
3: I, I do both like at my house probably it's funny but the wetlands where i love it's really foggy and I really love running in the deep fog, like single track in the fog. It's like being on Scooby Doo running, <laughs> and just like, and and um, I actually made a mix of music for running in the fog. <laughs> so oh, it's cool! Just like kind of this weird, kind of eerie, fun. When I go out in the fog, it's like nobody's out there. I just put on this like songs, you know, that are kind of eerie and it's got like black hole sun and different things that you're just like running in the fog and you can't see. And it's early morning.
0: We might have to get this Scott Bailey Spotify uh, playlist at some point in time yeah. or, or the, the path That's project it. playlist or something like that. Cause I'm, I'm musically <laughs> deficient. So any, any help that you can throw my, my direction would be great.
1: Yeah. And I, I fall, yeah. I trip and fall all the time in the broad daylight. I can't imagine what I would be like in the fog. I think I'd probably fall all the time.
3: I like, I mean, it might be strange, but I like the weird circumstances of fog or rain or wind or things that and I'm just like, why am I out here? You know, kind of thing. That, <laughs> yeah, just embrace the, it. The fog. Is. Yeah, embrace it.
1: But we just finished up. March Madness. We did our own version of that. It was called Arch Madness, where we paired up all the different running brands and and came up with the final game. We had our our big ass runner herd vote on their favorite running shoes, and it came down to Hoka and Ultra. I'm just curious, do you have a a favorite running shoe?
3: Ultra. I really like, and I have since Ultra started, um, I kind of got into that minimalist thing. And I used to run in a lot of minimalist shoes until I started getting way too many rock bruising the bottom of my feet. And um, so when Ultra came out, and it was like zero drop whenever that was, like eight years ago or something. Um, I started running in Ultras and I it's all I run in now.
1: Yeah, well, we do, Scott, love your products. We, we wear them. Like I said, I'm wearing, wearing the Rainier hat as we speak. And we're really excited because we have a very special announcement. And I think when Stephen and I... Created this podcast, we thought maybe someday we would have some brands that we could work with, that we could partner with. And I think some of the things we thought about are, first of all, we've got to love the products because you know, the trust of our listeners is the most important thing that we think about. And then also we'd want a company that's a smaller business that really focuses on trail runners and really tries to solve problems and help trail runners succeed and a lot about this podcast is is inspiring and entertaining and encouraging trail runners to do real big important things and so we're really excited to announce that path projects is supporting the big ass runner we're super excited about that and 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 thrilled and honestly, quite blessed to have you guys as partners.
3: Yeah, thank you guys. I think you guys have the best name in all podcasts. So <laughs> I'm decided to be on anything called Big Ass Runner. And, uh, and it, you know, it's the same way we work. We, um, we don't advertise or work with anybody who doesn't like our product. It's kind of the first step is when we meet someone and we, we like what they're doing and we think, you know, it might be a good partner for us, we basically give product and just say, like, let us know how you like it before we even talk about anything. And uh, we definitely think that it comes across organic and real if people that we're working with really like what we're doing and we really like what they're doing. So I think it's going to be a great partnership.
0: We're looking forward to it. And like I said, from our origin story, we heard about you guys uh, a while ago and just started buying gear, which I love to do. So any excuse to do that, I'm very picky about my gear. Uh, Jeff kind of makes fun of me and for good cause, um, obviously, but we've been wearing your stuff for a while and it it really is good. And so, uh, like I said, I think it's something that the everyday trail runner, ultra runner could really use and it's a it's a good product but also a good arsenal you know in and what they're doing to help them achieve their goals and so we're really excited about it and and very honored to partner with you guys
1: thank you guys well scott again we are very excited about our partnership and just thankful for your time i know you're very busy so really appreciate the time you spent with us
3: oh thank you guys a lot of fun you know just whatever we can do to help we're here
1: Well, Stephen, one of the things we love to do is to give shout-outs and kudos to the big-ass runners out there just making it happen. And this shout-out goes all the way across the pond.
0: Yeah, this week we actually have Trevor, and he is awesome. Jeff, I think Trevor actually was one of our first introductions that we did for the podcast, but I think he was actually one of the the OG, the original gangster. He is
1: OG. I think maybe episode three or four, something like that. I think he was like
0: the first or second listener, too. So we paid him off. And thank you, Trevor. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but no, Trevor actually really is an amazing uh, guy. He, he's such a consistent runner, Jeff. I mean, he's out there. He's done um, all kinds of things. He's training for a Viking 24-hour ultra. He's tried to attempt the uh, fastest known times for different courses out there in Ireland. And just just a cool dude. And we just shipped to him a big-ass runner hoodie that he loves, and we were so thankful to connect with him. So he's been out there just getting it done, and he's just so consistent.
1: He's doing great, and you can follow Trevor at... Bassett
0: Daft, and we love his handle because he has ass in his in his handle.
1: I was gonna say he's got ass in his handle,
0: right? That's so I mean, great. I mean, how what, what better handle? There's a matchman in heaven. No, from day one, we we knew that there was something there, and he had us at ass.
1: <laughs> well, Trevor, great job. Really appreciate you listening and being a fan of the show. Way to go, Trevor. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen it's marcy baser she is back Uh,
2: hi guys
1: welcome back marcy
2: (laughs) hey dj
0: (laughs) it's dj steven (laughs) and jeff and marcy here it's the rest and stats of 1995 (laughs) I don't even know the sign of that. <laughs> I know. Keep, keep going. Okay, so I actually used to work at a at a famous um, shoe store called Just for Feet. I think I maybe mentioned that before. And I would have to, as a manager, no kidding, I was on a wireless microphone. Rollerblades, and then I'd have to do <laughs> announcements <laughs> like, Hey, for the next five minutes, we've got socks. Buy one, get one free or today if you want to change it half off, which was the same thing. Wow. But or people, half off. Yeah, but oh people would go, Oh my gosh, which one should I hurry, choose? Hurry. Yeah, and then, no, honest, honest to God, then what we would do is we'd crank up the music that people would make impulse by. <laughs> nice. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so. Not to be, it was a very
2: unscrupulous, you know, company. Marketing geniuses yeah. is
0: right. what it was. Yeah, and then they went out of business. I wonder why, but well. anyway. Yeah. What, what,
1: did, what, was, what was the body part that you guys serviced in this uh, particular? <laughs> it, just, for, just for elbows, yes. <laughs> yes. That's
2: what and I'm anything thinking. else? Uh, well, no.
0: <laughs> that would be a different story. Just store. for, yeah. just for. Just for feet. If you come in for anything else, but they did have hats, which is really bizarre. Uh, oh. That's not for your feet. Oh, I know. No, uh, no. I, don't know. I can that's see what the business. problem
2: was. Yeah. I see why they're not with us any longer
0: yeah well it's probably because of my game show voice i had to do too That
1: so. <laughs> was the one thing that brought
0: him down well and then one time i was rollerblading around and i did that and i fell backwards
1: <laughs> oh, you suit <sued> him
0: <laughs> so i'm, hitting, I'm sitting in there rollerblades tipped up me on my back holding a microphone and like and for the next five minutes i'll be down <laughs> you know <kind> of <laughs> help yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Like
1: well, the Orange Theory carnies. <laughs> Marcy is back. And if you're a new listener to the show, Marcy is a future trail runner. In fact, oh. in fact. Oh, yes. 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 Marcy sent Stephen and I a video of her trail running. I it fell, happened. I
0: fell out of my chair and then I jumped up and then I cried. Yeah, I did shed a tear. <laughs> I mean, it was like moisture coming out of, the, of my eyes. It, and
2: it was it and was, It was. speedy. It, it was speedy. It you know, was. It wasn't very long, but it was really, really fast. It
0: was like a Blair Witch trail run <laughs> video. <laughs>
2: exactly what it I felt like. like. <laughs> Blair
1: Witch trail run.
2: <laughs> Especially the pictures of the empty grave. I mean, there was a lot of okay, action. That was a
1: little creepy. Yes.
2: I know. <laughs> I like,
0: Did you run next to a meth lab? Or? I don't
2: know. There. I don't know. It was weird. It was in my neighborhood it nope. was crazy it You're, came out of nowhere
0: that that trail was in your neighborhood
2: yes i'm telling you it was i think it's been covered up this whole time and like something blew away and all of a sudden i <laughs> saw it it's, it's like the secret guard i know it was so <laughs> nutty and i was like oh my goodness i do believe i see a trailhead a little footpath if you will <gasps> you know, know what we should do
0: we should commandeer it and name it
2: <gasps> let's do
0: like after you
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well you know what? It's about as long as probably a trail should be right. named after me. It's maybe right. a quarter mile, half mile. Maybe we know. should take
0: it to the internet and go. then see what if we can have some kind of we're gonna we're gonna uh, commandeer the trail. And we're going to name it something. I
2: love and it. And we can put a, st- a sign up there and everything. I'm totally and, thinking. And tell the neighborhood. We can get it a
0: Boy Scout troop to whittle it or something yes, like that.
2: Or an to, Eagle Scout.
1: Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to be careful. The Eagle right. Scouts know what they're doing. So for all the new listeners out there, I'm going to reenact the video <laughs> in a second. So we get this video from Marcy and it starts. She hey, guys, I started just started running. I'm running on this trail. I've entered the pain cave.
2: <laughs> it was like immediate. Right away,
1: She was in the pain cave within 20 I seconds.
2: could not get out. It was scary and dark. And then, and then
0: she was texting for the struggle bus to come pick her up. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and and that's, it didn't even show up. It was a full circle moment. It was awesome. It
2: was. I did it twice. Can we... <laughs> Can
0: can we post that on the on the internet? Sure. Yes, oh put gosh. it on the internet. Yes. Okay, put I'm it gonna, on the internet. I'm going to send it to uh, the internet. So.
2: Anything I send to you two, you're welcome to put on the internet. So. Which leads
0: oh. us perfectly into our next segment. Yes.
1: <laughs> so Marcy's here. We like to have Marcy on because she brings a unique perspective to a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll just leave it at that. That and was so polite. It
2: really and, was. And delicate. Thank, you. That, Thank yes. you. I am the host. Very PC. Here. Oh, Very yeah. PC.
1: You're welcome. Well, what we're going to do today, sometimes we ask Marcy to guess trail terms. Other times we have her talk about maybe what she thinks about certain races. Today, mm-hmm. we're going to do a segment we haven't done in quite a while. It's called Wild Ass Opinions. Oh, I'm full wow. of, full of She's opinions. She's full <laughs> of them. She's full of it. She's full of them.
2: They are wild. <laughs> they
1: <Yes>. are wild. <laughs> Because trail runners have opinions. We've been seeing that, Stephen, on some of our latest social media, be it the Arch Madness. Yes. Lots of opinions about that, be it the gel controversy. So we are doing wild ass opinions. And I thought because it's springtime Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's starting to warm up here in Texas and in other places, I believe. Indeed. We're going to bring our wild ass opinions about summer. (gasps) Summer. What do you think about that? I
2: love summer. Is it your
1: favorite season?
2: You know, I I adore summer until August, and then I'm <laughs> out, and then I'd like to quit summer. But I do love summer. I think I love the idea of summer even more than I love summer. Yeah. So Ooh. maybe it's spring that I really like. <laughs>
1: spring is kind of the idea of summer.
2: Yeah, it's the idea of summer. <laughs> right. It's all just getting ready for that summer. There's no School, we're playing in the water. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. a water puppy, so. A water puppy? Oh, a water puppy. <gasps> wow. oh, have you never heard water puppy? No. No. Maybe I made it up. <laughs>
1: is that like doggy? <laughs> is that like doggy paddling? <laughs> sort
2: of. Just someone who really likes it. Maybe I made that Splash up. Splash around?
1: <laughs> I can, I'm picturing a puppy splashing around. No. I picture a puppy uh. sinking. I <laughs> yeah. oh, no. do that too. Ah. They, they,
2: uh.
0: They'll fight. I'm always reenacting around. over uh, here. Yes. <laughs> Visually, there's a picture of Marcy.
1: With her paws up.
2: (laughs) Swimming frantically. (laughs) Swimming
1: frantically. So we're going to do our... Just a wild ass opinion. You know, it's a broad topic, I realize, but that gives us a lot of freedom. And it does. again, we think there's lots of opinions out there in the trail running world. So we're going to bring a few of our own. So I don't know who wants to start mm. with their. <laughs> they both stare at me. <laughs> yeah. Steven, I think you... I think... Steven. Steven, I think we're going to have you <laughs> kick this one off.
0: Okay. So I have been thinking about there's so many things to talk about with summer. I think I have one that's something that's really popular during summertime. And I have some mixed opinions about it. And what it is is it's the summer blockbuster movie. Ooh, (sighs) the black like the top gun. Uh, Right, exactly. That never happens. So there's never gonna happen. These trailers that you see or the fake trailers, and then they talk about it, they talk about it, and then you start seeing it on your slurpee cups, and then (laughs) your kids' happy meals, and everywhere you go, every orifice of marketing. Whoa. uh, (laughs) Careful. (laughs) There's there's hype around this big movie Mm -hmm. and it's whether it's some superhero movie or some seems like remakes are really popular right or they're (laughs) like the remake it's like Top Gun what you guys were saying or just something that's supposed to be this big 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 thing lately they've been superheroes and it just seems like they always just fall short like when was the last time that you heard all of that hype and all of the advertisements and all those kind of things and I I so want to get involved in it. It's like, I see it on the Doritos, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I'm like, ready! I'm ready! Give me, you know, send me in. And then I get there and it's like, okay. <clears throat> it was it was entertaining back when we used to actually go see movies. But, but it seems like I can't come to my mind where there's been one summer blockbuster that was just like, boom, it lived up to all the hype. And I think that's one thing that's disappointing about Summer.
1: You know my opinion about superhero movies, so I'm (laughs) going to agree (laughs) with you, Steven. I feel like, yes, I I can't, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, what is the last Summer movie? You're like, that was awesome. Right.
2: It's marketing hype.
1: Yeah. But, uh, oh, dang it. We're in Yeah, we're, guys, we are
2: in <laughs> Hey, guys. This is y'all's fault. Well, <laughs> probably so. Probably so. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Usually when you come out of the summer, it's not the blockbuster that gets all the Oscars or all the accolades. It's usually like the sleeper ones. you know. Oh, yeah. that, that oh, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah. It was like the medium ones You know, that kind of came out that people seem like they grab it. Like Shawshank
1: in my favorite movie. I don't think it was a big blockbuster Crazy. No. Yeah, was it
0: on a Slurpee yeah. or Doritos? Oh, no. I that mean, was there a Morgan Morgan <laughs> behind <know>? bars? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey kids, here's your Shank in your Happy Meal. <laughs>
2: you Don't whittle, use it. Right? <laughs> whittle that down with a lighter. <laughs> yeah, here's a poster to put in
0: your room so you can dig through out when you're grounded. I mean, these are all good marketing ideas, Steven. <laughs> I know that's why I'm in marketing. I <laughs> <laughs> when you're grounded kids just dig your way out into your sister's bedroom right so that's what i'm saying like there's (laughs) the hype is not worth it i love summer i'm with marcy i really do enjoy summer because it's just it's one of those things where i grew up in the south so it's like you're all in everything just shuts down oh yeah as you're just all in on summer and but the the hype movie just never lives up to it is it your favorite season, Stephen? It's not though. That's the thing is falls my favorite Yeah, because far. of
2: pumpkin spice? Absolutely not. <laughs> yes.
0: That is the one main detractor from fall. Is that little squash that butts its head into everything that yes, it should be squashed like its name. But no, falls my favorite, but summer is a close second. If I had like a 1B, that would that would be summer.
2: Okay. Spring okay. and winter
0: uh, they're fine. They're, they're kind of. they just kind of more gateways. You just kind of get through them to get to the, <laughs> to the other well, ones. Well, the to, only to thing about
2: one. winter is Christmas. And then after Christmas happens is like, and now I'm done with winter. Right, exactly. No, yeah. Wait a minute.
0: What
1: about my on. birthday?
2: <laughs> well, that's There's true, that. Hefe. There is your birthday. That's there true. There is your
0: birthday. Yeah, yeah that's, that just gets us through too. Just, well, and to my spring.
2: birthday kicks off summer.
1: That's true. May. And Timmy
2: Times ends it.
1: Well, Stephen, I think you're going to get a lot of support for your your opinion. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. I don't know. People are pretty pretty stoked about
0: their Star Wars and superhero movies. and I well, They're wonder, stoked about them,
2: but they've got to be somewhat let down after all the hype. But I think
1: people really like the hype. My son and I have gone to the theater a couple of times just to go because you can. Right. Yeah. And the movies were terrible, but just the fact that we could go. Right. So I wonder if just the experience of going will make it good this summer. I don't yeah. know. I don't wonder
2: know. if they'll ever release Top Gun.
1: That's the question.
2: I mean, I'm seeing regular Top Gun on TV it's like four every years. day. <laughs> four years they've
0: been talking about it. I know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's just, it's just too much hype. That's, that's, that's all I have to say. So,
1: yeah. Well, Marcy, what about you? What is your big wild ass opinion about summer?
2: I don't think it's very wild, but it's big. Oh, it's big. It, I mean, I freaking love summer. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's your opinion. <laughs> that's my opinion. Uh-oh. That
2: is my opinion on summer. I it's my favorite time. The kids are out of school. When I was a kid, it was even better because I was out of school. I mean, I guess I'm still a kid at heart because I take all the breaks off, sure. as if I'm a student. And you know, I'm like, you? oh, spring break! Like I went to spring break this year without my kids. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> you went to South Padre Island,
2: <laughs> <laughs> man. I had a blast. <laughs> that's actually a true story. Yeah, (laughs) Uh,
1: We're not even kidding. (laughs) No,
2: I went to Mexico though. I didn't go to Padre, but yeah. Oh, I thought my kids, but it was super fun. I love summer. I love the break. I love the, I don't, I mean, I guess I kind of still have to do stuff, but I pretend I don't have to do stuff anymore. I pretend I don't work. I don't, I, I pretend everything's happening and I just cool it. I cool my jet to slow down.
1: I think you're right though. Summer's great, but in Texas August is rough. It's deadly.
0: But I think it although if you if you like summer, you, you, that comes with the package. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what season would you put August in? Hell. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: the season of hell.
0: It's
2: in the between. season of hell. It's, it's in between summer and fall. August in Texas.
1: You got to go through hell it's, to get to you fall? You have That's to. Probably. It's just part
2: of it. It makes you ready for fall. That's why you love fall so much, is because. Uh. You uh, just went through August.
0: Uh, all right, Jeff. So, what yeah. is, what about you? I mean, I know you're known for your controversy. So, from pumpkin spice mm-hmm. to snickerdoodles to chocolate, I mean, you're, you go against the grain on a lot of things. Oreos, yeah.
1: superhero movies. Yeah, yeah the know. chocolate one probably I got roasted on the most. I'm okay with
0: that. <laughs> but, you know, you're a big guy. You can handle it. Clydesdale's are known for taking things on the hook. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Slowed me up. Right. So, I mean, so, yeah. So, um, lay it on us. What's, what's your, 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 Wild ass opinion on on summer.
1: I do like summer. It okay. is probably my third favorite, though. I would go fall. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance I would go fall, spring, summer, winter. Oh. But here's my deal with summer. summer's is great. Mm-hmm. But there's something about summer that people love to do that I think is way overrated. Oh, Uh-oh. I know what you're gonna say. The beach. I the knew beach. It.
2: <laughs> the beach is so
1: overrated. Oh. We went to the beach a couple of years ago <laughs> on vacation. I know where this is headed. <laughs> and oh boy, we get there and it's, it's super cool when you first get there. You hear the, you hear the waves and you smell you know the, the ocean and the salt water. <laughs> and then and a seagull takes a crap on you and you're like I, I can even overcome that because I'm here at the beach. And you sit down and you slather on all this sunscreen and you sit down and you got sand all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and you sit there for thirty minutes, and then you go. Now, what are we gonna do? <laughs> what's, what's next? <laughs> well, that's when you go back to the pool. Well, see, that's the thing, though. <laughs> Why go to the beach if you're going to a pool? Just oh. here's my deal. Give me the mountains. If you know, here in Texas, we usually either go to the beach for a vacation or we go right. to the mountains for a vacation. It's already hot. I don't want to stay hot. Get me to the mountains where mm, it's cool in the afternoon. True. I think the beach is overrated, and I don't think you can change my mind.
2: Uh, I've seen you at the beach, (laughs) and I'm not going to try to change your mind.
1: (laughs) It's uh, definitely not for
2: you. (laughs) Okay, I
0: have to disagree, because I actually grew up in Florida, and I lived in Jacksonville, I lived in Fort Lauderdale. And when you're there and you're especially around places like the beach, like you and I, we might go to the park, might, you know, do different things. Have a picnic. Have
2: a picnic. (laughs) Have a picnic.
0: Well, exactly. (laughs) But where you would do it was on the beach. I remember in Jacksonville, we'd hang out and roast hot dogs (laughs) on the beach. And once you're used to sand being in every place you use the word well i didn't want to use it twice in the same show it's such a special word you let it out of the box it's gonna get played once again it's out of the happy meal so um yeah so i mean you're kind of you just you're just used to it like you you get in the car and there's sand everywhere it's part of the package it's part of the package so i think if you live someplace it's you just go to the beach and you go for five Mm -hmm. minutes when you're on vacation you're there for. Hours. 10 hours right, on the you, beach. You feel like, okay, I'm a beached whale. I have to sit here for a while so somebody drags me back into some water.
1: I think if your Good goal point. is to be bored out of your mind, <laughs> then the beach is a great vacation. Or if you wanted to maybe read 12 books. There you go. <laughs> but And I do get, in all seriousness, I do get if you totally want to dance, just, just chill and relax and do, do a whole lot of nothing and restore and recoup and all that. Right. I could see the beach being cool. But I just like the mountains because you can hike, you can run, you can fly fish, you can
0: raft, you can do all and kinds of stuff. it's not a million degrees. But, but mm. Jeff, you can do all those on the beach. You, you can can't. You can run on the beach. This is true. I've you tried. You it's awful. You can, you can, awful. Raft, it's, you it's, can it's, raft in the ocean. You can fish. You can get eaten
1: <laughs> by a shark, stung by a jellyfish. <laughs> but
2: you can scuba dive. That's I do true. like to scuba dive.
1: See, I don't scuba dive. I think part of it is how you grew up. Right. We grew up going to the mountains and I just developed a love for the mountains. The coolness though. Yeah, afternoons so that showers come in in Colorado. It is nice. Oh my goodness, we go every summer.
2: Uh, yeah. growing it's up, awesome. It is nice out there.
1: Now I do want to try.
2: I do. I like the Dirty Lake though. <laughs> the Dirty Lake, <laughs> water puppies, mud puppies,
0: whatever they're called, mud puppies, <laughs> mud bugs. They, they like the. <laughs> I do
1: want to try the all-inclusive, like, Mexico resort kind have of Have you never done, never done that? I've
2: never done that. Oh. I think I could give oh, that a whirl. you're going to change your whole world and attitude about the beach.
0: Because they have the little cabanas. And then you can yes. just kind of, like, a, a cabana. and then... Uh. Oh, oh.
1: Cabana like, is a bread. That's a
2: fancy way of saying it. It's a cabana. <laughs>
1: cabana. He's uh, trying to
2: say cabana. <laughs>
1: uh, is that what it is? <laughs> so we went to Hawaii for our anniversary and it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because there's lots to do. We went to the road to Hana. We've discovered these cool waterfalls and there's all kinds of things to do. And the beach, it's like one thing to do and that's nothing.
2: Well, you've <laughs> been to the wrong beaches.
1: Maybe I'll try the Mexico Beach yeah. with the, the how'd you say it? Chibata bread? The,
0: the ciabatta <laughs> bread. Yeah. The Cabanas. <laughs> Les-
1: Cabana. Les- Cabana. Les- Les- Cabana. Les- <laughs> Cabana.
0: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure I'll hear about it. Yes, please
0: (laughs) please send all your hate mail to jeff at bigassrunner.com. Do not send them to Steven or Marcy. Unfortunately, that's the only email address we have. That's true. (laughs) So send as many as
2: you'd like. Beach hating, (laughs) chocolate hating,
1: Oreo killing. (laughs) You know what? The big ass runners out there, they understand. We all have opinions. This is true. You know what? If you love the beach, that's great. You know, it's awesome. I like to do more than the beach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Jeff yeah. probably doesn't even like puppies. I love <laughs> puppies. <laughs> no. I love water puppies the best. <laughs> well, with that, that is uh, Wild Ass Opinions with Marcy Baser. Woo!
2: Bye, guys. Thank you, Marcy. Appreciate you.
1: Have fun chill running.
0: <laughs> like Summer loving had me a blast.
1: Summer loving so fast
0: I met a girl
1: crazy for me Stephen, believe it or not that is the end of episode number 37
0: i can't believe it's already over but uh, we just want to say thank you so much for listening we certainly enjoy doing the podcast and we hope that it brings a little bit of fun to your day we really appreciate all the listeners out there getting it done every day out there churning. we we don't take it lightly and thank you so much for listening
1: Yes, thanks, Katie, for doing the intro. Really appreciate Scott Bailey at Path Projects, and we're super excited about our partnership. And if you are a fan of the show, just know we, we do incur some expenses from time to time, so Scott and Path supporting the show really means a lot to us. It really allows us to continue to put the show out every week. So you're saying, Jeff, we can't
0: use that for a race entry fees? Uh, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're going to go to Hawaii? <laughs> I wish no I was kidding well yeah thanks so much guys we're really excited about this and thanks Marcy for joining us we really appreciate your highly controversial opinions and we really uh, thank you guys for listening we'll put some stuff out on social media about path projects please connect with those guys uh, we're really excited about that well thank you guys so much that concludes episode number 37 get out there keep running
1: those trails and keep running your asses off
2: no. Now.
3: That's terrible.
0: Love the look. Again, I'm, I'm very picky about all that kind of stuff. I just don't talk about it a whole lot.
1: And you can follow Katie at at your dot average dot katie with an i two eyes actually Stephen
0: <laughs> oh but, oh i e oh uh, that was a bad joke <laughs> oh two eyes yeah uh, <laughs> awesome well thanks so much katie we're so glad that you are part of the uh, not nah, don't say that i, mind. I said that I'm so tired sorry all right <laughs> we're, we're both tired
1: <laughs> and i'm very excited at, oh wait, hang on hang on a second.
0: We really appreciate all the listeners out there that are doing it every day out there. (laughs) Doing it every day. Not that. (laughs) We just really... (laughs) Can we say keep too many times? (laughs) Until then, get out there, keep running, and get after it, and... (laughs) Get after it, and... (laughs) So until then, guys, get out there, keep running, and... Gosh, dang it.
1: (laughs) Ah! Devons. I
2: told myself I was not going to laugh so much on this one. It's already starting. And you
1: no, we need to laugh. That's part of what people like. Uh, yeah, we I'm, don't I'm even laugh at ourselves. No, you don't. we uh, don't. Yeah, no one laughs at us. I no. laugh,
2: laugh at you all the whole time. Um,
1: yeah. They laugh at us. Um, they're, they're, laughing.
2: Yes, they, they're laughing. They're laughing. They're not, laughing at you. They're not laughing sure. with us. That is for sure. I <laughs> <laughs>